Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Carrie, thanks for those words this morning. It was a good worship time, wasn't it? I'm like, man, I want to go to church here. Come on, I'm serious, right? If your pastor doesn't want to go to church, figure it out. All right. (laughs) Ah, thank you, Lord. Wow. I get up here, I just kind of overwhelmed with all. I I look out, I just see Jesus staring back at me. I'm like, oh, there's Jesus, there's Jesus. Like, come on, if I start seeing demons, we'll just start praying more. But for now, I see a lot of Jesus. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. (laughs) Can we just pray? I want to pray before we jump in here. Father, I just love you, God. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you, God. Mm. Yeah, you satisfy my heart every time, God. Just, Just put that on your lips right now. God, you satisfy my heart every time. Every time. Every time, God, I'm with you. I walk away satisfied. Thank you, Lord. Let that be our our truth every time, God. Ah, Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I pray you would just uh, just take all the words that uh, that we're going to be sharing, and Father, I pray you would just move them right into people's hearts. I pray that you would you would just you would captivate us, Holy Spirit, with your words, God, with what you want to share, God. Help us, God. Amen. I just want to remind you, you don't have to get the whole sermon in you, but my prayer is always that you get a piece of it that just radically connects to you. It just fits in that, that spot that you've been needing, and so sometimes I just, I, sometimes I just go for the spit water approach, the shotgun approach, you know, just, just take some shots and see what sticks. Um, but I, I just really, I, what I hear a lot from people is, that, hey, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what you preached on, but you said this thing. And, and I just want you to know that that's okay with me. Like, as long as you get something, um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I want to talk about, I don't think we've actually ever officially preached on worship before um, in here. And so I, I've been feeling on my heart for a while to, to, to take some time and, and to really dig into worship Worship is one of the things I think that our church, we have a huge value for. Um, we, we might worship, I mean, we've, we've worshiped for an hour and 15 minutes before, I think. Some of you guys remember that day because you loved it, and some of you remember it <laughs> because it just felt like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, that's okay with me. Um, but really, honestly, we don't, we don't make a lot of apologies for going after um, worship um, for the sake of ministering to God. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you, when you start a church, you start to figure out, like, what's going to put butts in seats, you know? You're like, what's going <laughs> to, what's going to, like, well, most churches, they worship for 20 minutes, and then they're, they move on, and they worship for another five minutes at the end, and, and I, I don't ever want to tell somebody how to, how, to, how to fulfill the call of God in their life, but I just, we just really felt like we wanted to worship um, until we're done, until we're done, and, and sometimes it looks like 30 minutes, sometimes it looks longer, but the point isn't how long do we worship. The point is, um, are we in his presence? Are we doing it with a pure heart? Are we, are we here for him? Or are we here to diagnose whether we're doing it right every time? And so really, when, when we worship, it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a big deal. 
Um, and I, I'm, I think I started, I started researching or just kind of thinking about and processing with God about worship, and I realized I had way too much to share. So um, I'm gonna try and cut this down in pieces, and I, I hope to keep kind of sharing this message um, as, I, as I speak with, with you guys as I get to get up in front. Um, if you're new, my name's Jesse, my wife Jessica, our two kids here. They just love being in the service. Uh, my mom-in-law, um, Patty's here. And I just, so if you haven't met me, come up and meet me for the first time. Jessica and I, are, we, we're leading this church with a bunch of great, incredible team, Nicole and, and, uh, and Chris. Yeah, but we, just, we, love, we love our church. I love our worship. I love our messages. I love our prayers. And God's just doing great stuff. So I think Chris said it. This isn't your, if, if this is your first time, hang out with us. Date us for a while. If it doesn't work out, no hard feelings. There's a great church that, that needs you. And so if this isn't your home, we're really okay. We'll help you find somewhere. But I want to jump in. Um, I want to connect with you guys a little bit about my own journey on worship. Um, does it feel loud or just echoey? What is that? No? I'm good? Okay. I like the sound of my voice, but this just felt like a lot. <laughs> But my, my journey with worship, so I got, some of you guys know my message, my story a little bit. I grew up, didn't, wasn't a Christian, never went to church. Uh, I did go to church once with my friend Samuel Chesno back in like second grade. Uh, it was cool. I didn't really know what to do with it, but I remember that. Um, and uh, I told him it every now and then. Um, I think he's Muslim now. So it's just, it's just kind of fun to talk to him about his faith and my faith. But it's just, it was just fun to your, your our history with God, right? And so I remember that day just in church and I don't think I ever thought about that day for, for years. And then I got saved because I, uh, you guys ever a Young Life? So it's a high school ministry and I, around my junior year I went on a ski trip with them because it was cheap and I liked to ski. And so I, 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 start, we, I got there. The only thing I remember about this ski trip up in Whistler, up in Canada, was that we sung songs. And something in me came alive when we were singing these songs. And... Um, I think it was like, over the mountains and, you know, that, that song. And it's just old songs. And, I, and, I, and so I, when I came back from that, and my buddy says, hey, so do you want to join, uh, join Young Life now? You should, you should come. And I said, no, no, thank you, though. And, uh, and so I, I, it took me about a year to finally join. And when I did, I, I'll be real, I, I joined because there was really pretty girls there. And, uh, and they sung songs. That was it. I was in high school. Don't judge me. Come on, I see you guys. Come on, I, I knew that was coming. So, um, I got. I basically I gave my life to Jesus after um, after a young life camp after my senior year. Um, I went to college after that. Didn't open the Bible for for a number of years. So, if you've already opened your Bible and you just got saved, you're ahead of me. Um, but I, I remember being in this Christian guy's house for three years in college, and I remember. I, I think I might have shared this once or once or twice in the past, but I remember. We do these Wednesday worship nights. And I remember worshiping. I loved singing. I loved worshiping God. I didn't know why or what it did. But one day I was worshiping and I, I remember my hands were up like this. And I, I, as, as the song was kind of over, my hands didn't come down. And I was like. And I'm like, I remember thinking that moment. I got it. I got it. Yes. I've got it. And I just, I, I don't know what it was, but I got something different. And so that was when I realized, like, and I remember telling my, uh, the house, the house um, kind of manager, my friend Sean, I said, Sean, I was worshiping and my hands stayed up. 
<laughs> I know you guys are laughing because you're like, I do that all the time. Like, I didn't, though. Like, this was new for me. I didn't, I, and worship was just impacting me in all new ways. And um, at the time, I was, so after college, I went into the Navy. Um, and, uh, before, and, and I realized um, I'd been on a ship once before that over the summer. And we had I was a little Christian service on the, on the boat. And we, they played a, a CD player. You guys ever worshipped um, to a CD player? There's actually a lot of churches that just play, have a video screen and they hit play and, and God shows up. It's awesome. But I was, I was on the ship and, and they just hit play on the CD player. And I remember after that, I was like, I want worship when I, go, when I deploy on a ship. And I just thought, you know what? If, 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 I'm gonna ma- if I need to make sure I have worship, live worship, I might need to learn how to play it. So I learned how to play guitar. That's why I learned how to play guitar so that wherever we deployed to, we would have worship. And so, I know, I'm like, it's a good idea. And so, I, when I finally did deploy in a ship, I was already leading worship at different places. But so, I, I'm, my journey with worship is I, I was very fine with uh, uh, different types of worship. I went to a very kind of Baptist-style church where it's really young, oriented, a lot of fun, and it was really good worship. And as I was learning to play really basic stuff, I started seeking the Holy Spirit. And I started learning about the Holy Spirit and the freedom that he brought and the feeling I felt. And I started getting really excited about worship more and more. And I'd play songs. And my friend once told me, he says, Jesse, you're a prophetic worshiper. And I was like, oh, what, what's that? And he says, well, that's where you, you're worshiping, but you sing the songs that God gives you. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but I, that sounds great. And so I felt like I was, I had also, I got it again, right? Like, I got it. <laughs> And so I ended up, uh, my buddy and I started a house of prayer down in San Diego, and um, I was the worship leader, so I led worship for uh, um, a long time, a couple years in the house of prayer, and it's just a different type of worship sometimes, a lot more prayer, a lot more yelling, um, a lot more laughing sometimes, but uh, that was how I learned to worship, is with, um, is, is through prayer and, and adoration, and sitting before God, um, and, and I think, honestly, my journey with worship has been one of, like, I, I, I consistently am trying to find the purity in worship, the purity. We're going we're to get in the Word in a second. I just want to connect with you guys. Like, my heart for worship, I think our church, you know, I talk to our worship leaders a lot, and I get to be on stage every now and then, but our heart for worship, and I want to just kind of instill this in your hearts, is that worship is so not about the songs, the musicians, the chords, Worship is so much about your heart condition before the Lord. I've sat on the street side and, I've played, and I literally had this song that we made up that I just need two chords to worship the Lord. Two chords. You guys probably wouldn't have liked the song because it didn't have any drums and it didn't have all the stuff that Tommy and Katie added today. But it was my song to the Lord and he loved it. It was two chords. It was G and C, because I just had to move two fingers here and here, here and here. And so that's, that's my skill set. And so you, I, I was not a skilled musician. I'm just not sure if I am now. But, and so worship is always about our posture before the Lord. And as we start leading this church, we recognize there's all these different dynamics and details of church. And if you're not careful, I'm just going to let you in on this. If you're not careful, you'll, you'll make church about the details. 
you will. I don't know if you guys probably have never done this before, but, but when you come into a church, you might look at, you know, are the banners held right? Is the, is the, is the welcome team saying hello in the right tone? Are the, are, is the band positioned just right? Is the saxophone too loud? Are the drums playing the beat you like? Yeah, I don't know. By the way, do you guys love Kenji playing saxophone? I'll tell you, when he first tried out to play saxophone, he started playing, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit just whacked me, and I was like, whoa. All I know is that guy, that's anointed. So I love Kenji. But listen, like, if you're not careful, you'll, you'll dissect the worship. You'll dissect your own worship. And so I want to break it down a little bit, just some thoughts. This is not exhaustive. I don't know that I, I hold any patents on worship. Um, <laughs> but I want, I want to dive in this a little bit. You know, worship, one of the things I think worship, I want to, I want to start with a couple of main points, is worship, it sets God secure in our life. When we worship him, you can't help but become what you worship. You can't help but raise up the thing you worship the most. I think Robert Morris said at one time, you, you, you show me, what you, you show me wh- where you put your value or your money and I'll show you what you worship. And he, and he says, he says, he says if, you, if you invest in a stock, if you invest in a, you know, a large amount of money in Apple stock, I promise you, you'll check that stock every day. You will. Some of you guys invested in Bitcoin and you were like, what's gonna happen next? And then it crashed on you and all of a sudden everything you worship was just dashed on the rocks. But what, what, you, what you invest your time, your energy, your attention is, that is what's going to, de- to denote what you're worshiping. And so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say like, when we worship God, we're showing value, we're giving him honor and he doesn't need our worship as like he's insecure. He's not walking around up there and going, I'm, I'm having a, do my kids actually like me? Does that mean I'm a bad dad? Like, they're not really worshiping me enough. Like, he's not insecure. He's not. He actually just wants to, he wants to have his voice in your life. He wants to feel trusted by you. He wants to be a dad, and he wants his kids to listen to him and want to snuggle with him. And so one way that he does that is he, he allows himself to be worshipped by us because when we worship him, we exalt him. We see his goodness and his kindness. And you can't help but snuggle up to the kindest God you've ever met. David said this in, in Psalm 16, 8. It says, I have set the Lord continually before me. Everybody say continually. Continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Say, I won't be shaken. He's at my right hand. I won't be shaken. See, this is the key to living a life where you can't be shaken, is have the Lord continually before you. And the, one of the ways, you know, we, it's cliche at this point. I'm going to be real with you guys. It's kind of cliche to say, just set the Lord before you, brother. And you're like, I tried that. It didn't work. I don't know what that means. What's that mean? And David is saying, I have, con- I have set the Lord continually before me. But David didn't just stop there. He acted it out. David spent time and time and time and time in the temple courts, in, 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 in front of the ark of the Lord, in front of his presence, worshiping him. 
See, some of us, we, we want, we want the, the benefits. Well, I mean, what's the benefit of setting the Lord before you? It says, therefore. Everybody say, therefore. therefore. Say it like you mean it. Therefore. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. Come on. And this is good. My flesh will also dwell securely. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read the whole thing. I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh will also dwell securely. We could just, just close church right now. <laughs> but, but you see, that he got the benefits of his heart being glad, his glory rejoicing, his flesh dwells securely. How, how, how many of you guys, don't, don't raise your hand, but it feels like your flesh is always trying to like, it's still really insecure sometimes. Like you walk around, your flesh like gets tempted by stuff or you start to feel less of a, a husband or less of a dad or a daughter and you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm not, a, I, need, I need a new job. I, I'm really scared of my job. I don't like my job. I'm anx- I have anxiety. I have stress. His flesh dwelt securely. He was secure in who he was. How did he get that way? He set the Lord continually before him. What's that have to do with worship? When we worship, we set what we worship before us. And I think, I think God set worship up to be a little bit like, like, like crawling. Like you kind of got to crawl before you walk, before you run. I think worship might be the easiest thing we can do to set the Lord before us. Because when you, it's so easy, you just say, just, I mean, we can all do this. I mean, clearly, everybody's qualified because we put you, in a, you, you're, you're, you come in, we start the band up, and everybody joins in. So there's no, there's no learning curve with worship. So this is why I love worship. You just before, you say, Lord, I set you before me. You say, you satisfy my heart every time. And when you, when you worship, you set him before you. And so it's just, it's all about getting God in front of you. We can go a whole day, a whole week without setting God in front of us. Come on, we've all done it. We've had those weeks, we've had those days, and you're frustrated, and maybe you talked to your wife a little bit too strongly that time. Maybe you forgot to say please or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's in those moments where you've got to recognize, like, when's the last time I set the Lord before me? And then we go to counseling. And we read our books. I read a lot of books on like leadership and, and personal growth. But I'll be real with you guys. Like I'll turn to a book sometimes. Because it's easy to open the book and read. Instead of getting on my knees and saying, Lord, I just set you before me right now. Because you are at my right hand. And it's easy. Everybody say, that was easy. That was easy. That was easy. It's supposed to be easy. It's not a theological question of what to do next. It's, it's, it's a, it, it should just be a, oh, I feel my flesh being insecure. I feel me, I'm, I'm getting insecure, I'm getting afraid. It should be the easiest thing to sit down. If you need to sit down with a friend, great. Sit down on a Sunday morning, but sit down and say, Lord, I just set you before me. And I'll stand with arms high and hard. And you just, you set him before you and you worship him.
If you want to turn, with you, turn to 1 Chronicles 15, 29. So we're going to catch the end of chapter 15 and go into 16 here. But David had, had captured the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence of the Lord. This is the, the symbol. It's literally it's where God dwelt. And, and they captured it from the Philistines and they brought it back to the town of David. And they come in, and this is where if you ever, if you, some of you guys love this part of the Bible, the scripture, when, when David, you know, they, they come triumphantly with the ark in, into, the, uh, uh, into the town, and he starts, he pulls off all his outer garments, he's dancing around in his underwear, and his, his wife, uh, Michael, who is Saul's daughter, you know, basically shuns him and shuts him down, like is embarrassed that her husband, the king, would be, would, would dance like that. And, um, but David is unashamed to worship the Lord in the streets in his, in, his, uh, in his undergarments. I love it. So this is that part where we pick that up. And it says, so verse 29. It happened when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out the window and saw King David leaping. Everybody say leaping. leaping. Picture that. He's leaping. Don't miss this. He is leaping in the streets. When's the last time you guys were leaping in the streets? Come on, you guys. I, I think that's 99% of us need to leap more. All right. My kids do it all the time, so I'm, I know I leap. All right. She saw King David leaping and celebrating, and she despised him in her heart. I'm not going to get into that too much, but let's, let's be really careful, really, really careful when we start critiquing people's worship. Okay? So <laughs> worship is an inside job. All right? So don't, don't ever look at the way someone, you know, jumps around and, hey, all right, it's a woman's conference. Um, Laughter Lord, we bless powerful women in leadership all over the church right now. Because that's, that's the Lord right now. <laughs> Verse 1 in verse, or chapter 16, verse 1. And they brought in the ark of God and placed it in, inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offering... And the peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to every, a loaf of bread and a portion of meat and a raisin cake. This kind of reminds when Jesus thanked God for the, for the bread and the fish. And he broke it and gave it to everybody. And he appointed to some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord, even to celebrate and to thank and praise the Lord of God. And then he talks about all these different, these really fun names with musical instruments and lyres and harps and all this stuff. And it says they blew and they blew the trumpets continually before the Ark of the Covenant. Everybody say continually. Continually. We just heard that, didn't we? David just said, I sent the Lord before me continually. And so let's, let's, let's picture what this is. They had, this is David bringing God into the city. And the first thing he did was, was, was set up a worship service around the presence of God continually. Because David knew that if, God, if, if, if the people would worship God, they would be able to walk righteously. It's when we take our eyes off of him 
we start to get insecure and we fall away and we make mistakes and we stop following God's path for us. Psalms 100, verse 4, it says, We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. We enter his gates. Think about this. Just think about this. We, 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 so if you want, we got to enter his gates with thanksgiving. We're going to teach a little bit about worship. How do, you, how do you enter into worship? How many of you guys have ever, I'm, I'm being serious here, how many of you guys have ever come to church, any church at all, and it's been hard for you to enter into worship. Raise your hand. Just anybody at all. It's just been, yeah, I'm having one of those days. Or the worship team just isn't really on today. Or like, that's not the song I would have led with. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you have one of those days. Here's, here's a key. And it's in scripture. I love it. If you want to just get into the courts, into the outer courts, you want to get through those gates, you start with Thanksgiving. If you want to, if you're just, if you don't know how to get into worship because I've had a rough week, whatever, just start by thanking him. And it doesn't have to be part of the song. Like if they don't sing a thank you song, it's okay. You can just start thanking him. What's that sound like, Pastor Jesse? I don't fully, give me some, what does that mean? You just say this, thank you, God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. <laughs> and, and, any, any, any melody you want, you just thank him. You don't have to sing what they're singing. Did you know that? You don't have to sing what they're singing. It's not disunity. As long as your heart is connecting to the Father, that's unity. <laughs> so the first step, enter, his, enter his, in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And so now that you're in a place where you're not thinking about all your issues anymore because you're thanking him for who he is, now, now we start praising. Now we start praising. And what is praise? Praise is, Jesus, we lift your name up. I praise your name. I give, I give adoration. I, we love you. I oftentimes especially when I'm by myself in the car worshiping and the song playing isn't the song that I really need to worship right now. But even in church sometimes, I'm not connecting with exactly what we're doing. They might be doing a phenomenal job, but for some reason, I'm, I'm in a different place because of my own stuff. I'll just start doing, I'll just start, you can even listen to me sometimes. Stand, just worship next to me sometime. I'd love that. I'll just give you a big hug. But I, I literally just, I'll just say, God, thank you, God. Lord, I praise you. I thank you, God. You're an amazing God. You're so good. You're so good. And see how quickly, see how quickly your heart, not his heart, your heart starts to open up. It starts to open up. Oh, I have so much to share. Help me, Jesus. I like to be really practical. So I'm going to get kind of practical with you guys. I'm going to share some of my experience when I get to lead worship. These are some of the thoughts that go through my head. And I, I feel like that could help us sometimes. Because too often, I feel like, I feel like as, 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 as preachers or, or leaders, we'll share just a couple, couple keys. And we'll say, this is all you have to do. 
And then throughout the week, we're like, I know he said to do this, but I just can't seem to do it. I don't know what that means. And so, and so something, I think sometimes as mothers and fathers, we're called to share our world a little bit to help them connect. And so I just want to let you guys know, like sometimes when I'm leading worship, I'm always aware of the feelings in the room. You guys ever feel the room when you're, when you're worshiping and praising? Some of you guys are high-level feelers, and you can't hardly walk into a department store. Like, you just walk in, and you feel materialism. You feel brokenness. I don't mean, I don't mean to put, give department stores any, anywhere as possible, right? <laughs> but you walk, and you're feeling these things. And, you know, I know we're believers and not feelers, which is a great truth to have, but it's also good to recognize when you're worshiping and you start to feel other things in the room, it might be because it's, it, I, want you to, I want to remind you that oftentimes these are not your feelings. There's somebody else's feelings that you're feeling. And if nobody's ever told you, if you guys ever, sometimes you'll walk in the room and you'll feel a heaviness. Yeah. It might be because there was a nightclub going here last night. Or it might be just because a lot of people are experiencing a place of heaviness. And if you're feeling that, I want to encourage you, don't, don't adopt that as like, yep, I'm feeling heavy too, I guess. But walk in and be like, well, that's where I wasn't feeling heavy a second ago. And I want to tell you that you have authority. You have authority over heaviness. We all do, but some of us are in the middle of it, so it's tougher. But listen, if you're not, if you feel something in the room and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can worship with this heaviness, I want to encourage you. You could worship like this. God, I, I thank you, Lord, that you're healing heaviness right now. And just start praying for people in the room. You don't know who they are because it's not obvious to you who's being, who's has this feeling. But I'll, I'll be up here sometimes and I'll just feel like, God, we need breakthrough. We keep, we're, we're hitting a wall with worship where there's a ceiling. We have no, and I'll say, God, I thank you. You're touching people in this room. I worship you, God, the God of breakthrough. And I want to encourage you guys. You have authority. Say, I have authority. I have say, authority. I, have authority. I have authority. If you're a mom or a dad and, you, and your kids are going a little crazy, <laughs> so we all can relate. You have authority over the atmosphere. Our kids are like lightning rods picking up a lot of different stuff in the atmosphere. And so as parents, we have authority over our family, over our house. This is your house. We all have the authority to, to, to speak life and break through the things. So sometimes when, I, when, I'm, when I'm worshiping, I... I I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on in the room, a lot of activity. And, um, you, know, I, you know, Tommy and I have a lot of conversations about this because we love to talk about worship. But one of the things I love to do when I'm worshiping, and I'm just going to give you a couple tips, little insider tips on worship, <laughs> is I'll get really simple and pure with the Lord. Sometimes I get on my knees because I need to just get rid of distractions. Sometimes if I'm on stage, I'll, I'll, we'll just get really quiet as a band. I was leading worship one time with a couple other worship leaders at a different church, not our church. And, and I could feel the room singing, but they weren't actually worshiping with the Lord. They were singing songs to him, which is, gosh, I mean, I'll, I'll take that over nothing, right? I will. I wasn't trying to critique the room, but I could just feel that we weren't we weren't as a, uh, the hearts of the people weren't fully given to him. Does that make sense? In a sense, the song was before them, 
not the Lord. And I could feel that. And I wasn't leading the song. So I waited for the person that was leading the song to, to kind of come to a place. And, and, I, and, I, and I just, I said, oh, hey, let's get, let's get really quiet. And the whole band stopped. And I just kind of lightly strummed. Because I could feel us like being like going after the song instead of the Lord. And so I slowed us down. I said, let's just stop for a second. Let's just, let's just sing this. I love you, Lord. And I live by, and so we, we got really simple and pure before the Lord. I think this is what David learned in the fields. I, he didn't, I don't think he had musical instruments with him all the time. And I think there's times just him and the sheep and his staff, and I think he had to get really simple with God and it had to just be this adoration before him. And I, I tell you, what our friend was sharing this morning about the energy in the room when we worship that comes when people's hearts get pure. I saw Katie up there today. She's doing so good. She was worshiping. It was one of the instrumental breaks, and she's just up there. You couldn't hear. It was like this. It was like. She, I don't know what she was singing. She wasn't singing to the mic, but she was just like, I was like, oh, we got it. We got it. We got it. And I just, I mean, when our leaders are up there, just a wreck, just not, not even able to get words out. She's just going, ah, ah, Lord. That's when you, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good leader. And that's what I think every single one of us, that's the journey we're on. Where our words don't even matter. I love the whoa, whoa, woes. Whoa, whoa, you're beautiful. Because the word, the, the word sometimes get in the way of our worship. I sometimes don't even want to lead songs that have a lot of words to them. I know I'm not right about that sometimes, but I've had worship leaders say, why don't you sing that song? That's a great song. God's totally in it. I'm like, I don't know that he is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just really particular. I'm, I'm just opinionated sometimes. And I just know that I love words that have two chords in the whole song. I love songs. That's my history with God is I, I don't need four verses in a chorus. I just give me two lines of a bridge and leave me for an hour. This is why I love United Pursuit. Like, United Pursuit, they, th their whole ministry was built on taglines. Am I right, Tommy? Yeah. Come on, there is. It's, it's almost all taglines. There is no one like you, Lord, you. We could sing that for now. This church, this is why I love you guys. This is, this is I'm serious. I like you guys for a lot of reasons, but this is why I love you. Is that we, we can camp out on a tagline again and again and again. You know who else camped out on taglines? Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's two times it says it in here. I'm going to Revelations if you want to go there with me. I'm 
going there. My voice is still returning from last week. I was on stage leading worship, but I lost my voice at eight o'clock the night before. I literally could not sing, so I just strung my guitar. A friend of mine was, was, was telling me, she says, you look like Samson up there without his hair. And I'm like, I felt like Samson without his hair. <laughs> I'm like, I've got no more straight. Oh, my, my, my gift, I can't sing. And it was so hard. In hindsight, I'm like, I shouldn't have even done that. I just said, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> felt like Samson. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought I had that. Oh, here we go. Oh, 4 6. Revelation 4 6. It says, and this is, this is, this is remember, if, if you're new to the Bible, this is in the book of Revelations. It's, a, it's John being taken up into a, a vision, into a trance, into something. Maybe, maybe he was there in person. I don't know. But into heaven. And God showed him what heaven is like. And so it says this in, in verse 6. It says, and before the throne, he's talking about the throne. This is, where, this is where Christ is seated. Before the throne, there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal in the center, and around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion, and the second creature like a calf, and the third like had a face, that of a man, and the fourth creature like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each of them having six wings and full of eyes around within, this is wild. say this often, but don't miss that. This is bizarre. You think Christianity's weird. Read the Bible. Don't, don't critique the way someone ministers until you read what's happening in heaven. Okay. Woo. Okay. Sorry, I said it. All right. So full of eyes around within and day and night, day and night, day and and night without ceasing. This is the tagline that is nonstop in heaven to this day. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who, him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne. Picture that, 24 elders. They take, by the way, in, in, in chapter six, it talks about there's a host, there's a host of people. So this is where I think we are going to be. We're going to be standing around the throne with the, with the living creatures who won't be as weird when we get there, but they'll still be weird. But then they'll be the, 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 they'll be the, 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 what do they call them again? Gosh, darn it. They'll be the elders, right? The 24 elders. And then they'll be the elders and then they'll be us. I don't know what order they're going to be in, but that's what I see. And so we're going to, we're going to all be in this place. So the elders, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. They covered it all because he's timeless. And the elders, they're worshiping him too, the God who, for, who is forever is. And they took their crowns, their authority, their, their identity, their, their, their place in life, their calling, their destinies. They took these things and they cast them before the Lord. And then you know what happened next? They picked them back up and they sang the tagline again and again and again and again and again. They had set the Lord continually 
before them. When we worship, we come before him. Just to tell him that he's wonderful, that he's awesome, that he's amazing. Well, shouldn't we be asking for stuff in this place? Like, shouldn't, isn't this a good time to ask the Father for something? You totally can. I don't want to take away your relationship with him. But worship, one of the, one of the beautiful things about worship, I don't want to limit this. I don't want to limit your worship. Hear me in that, okay? Don't, tell, don't hear Jesse telling me how to worship. I'm sure it'll be good, but it's not my... You worship how, you, how, he, how he's brought you into this. But worship at its most beautiful thing, the most powerful part of worship is you're beholding him. Because you become what you behold. If you're having a hard time getting along with some people in your office... Become like Christ, who was never worried about the people he met and being nice to them. And, and you do that by worshiping him. You just come before him and thank you, God. And maybe we've been worshiping for 45 minutes and you're a little tired and you've, you've, you've said holy, holy, holy enough. Come on, I'm being real with you, right? Sometimes we're like, okay, I get it. There is no one like him. You, Lord, you, Lord, there is no one like lunchtime. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just being real with you, right? We've all been there. I'm just not feeling it today, though. And that's okay. There's tons of permission for you to walk this out with them. It's a journey. It's an adventure. You might not have been able to worship more than 15 minutes, but now you're at 20. You might have needed to have Hillsong United on stage, but now you're okay with, with, with just someone playing a couple chords. But it's a journey. It's a, it's a relationship, isn't it? Ah, oh. come on, is it that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. You could read your Bible from cover to cover, but I'm telling you, it's, it's easier than that. It's just about setting the Lord before you and learning and growing and growing, and growing. Hmm. Yeah. Tommy and, and Kate, can you guys come on up here? I didn't think we could t talk about worship and not worship at the end. It just, just felt silly. <laughs> That's like telling, teaching my kids how to ride a bike and then Stopping not actually putting them on the bike. Every Sunday, I, I, every Sunday, I believe our, our, our worship team is teaching us how to worship. I want to give you that perspective. Make no mistake, they're serving us. And they're serving us by helping us enter into the, into the courts. That, that, that's their serving of this, is, is, is they're laying down their time, their energy, their life, their skills, their gifts for us. And our response doesn't have to be to look at them, but our response is to come and be engaged and learn how to worship. Sometimes we're learning how to worship means you got to get on your face.
These chairs, I want to let you in a little secret. They're optional. And, and as Keith says, they move. <laughs> so if you're feeling like, you know, today I just, I, I need to do this differently because I'm getting into a rut. I worship the same way. My hands go into the same spot every time. This here and then this. And I just need to get on my face. See what happens. Listen, don't just hear me say it. But I want you guys, I really mean it. Like, worship differently from time to time. Come forward. I want to tell you for one thing. You guys go and start playing. But I, I want to tell you for, in, all, in all realness, worshiping up here is different than worshiping in your chair or in the back. I, I don't know that it's always better, but it's different. It's just different. There's something that happens when you're right here next to the worship team. And, and, and I don't mean that we all need to do that. But it's another, it's another way to dive into worship differently. Um, and so I, 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 I don't know how long we're gonna go. I, I don't think we're gonna worship for another hour. So just settle down. But uh, <laughs> why don't you guys stand? Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.